0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marriage of Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hello. Can I do, before we we always do this at the end, can I do like a quick shameless plug here for our book?
2: For the show Shameless?
0: <laughs> no. It's over. <laughs> I know. I never, I, I didn't, I stopped on season whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the last it. season, but I want to. I didn't finish it. I don't know. It was great. I liked it. It was it's one amazing of those show. Yeah, amazing show. Yeah, incredible. Just mm-hmm. one of those shows for whatever reason, you just stop watching. I don't know why I did.
2: Yeah, now Lips new show. The Bear. Um, the Bear. Or Jeremy Allen White. Is that his name? The Dude Bear. You love him. Oh, do I love
0: him? Yeah. There's been a lot of. He's like cr- the perfect. The
2: perfect.
0: Controversy. Controversy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You, your sister thinks he's ugly. <laughs> she thinks I'm crazy <laughs> right. for thinking he's hot. <laughs> but he's like the perfect amount of dirty. He's like the perfect amount of bad boy. Right. You know, like, especially when you think about him in Shameless and he's like this intellect and, you know, he's like, he's almost like the Matt Damon character in Good Will Hunting, yes. sort of. Yeah, 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 correct. But, um, but then in, Sh- in Chef, he's, he's also brilliant, you know, a different kind of brilliant, but he's also
0: just like when he goes
2: outside and, he Very smokes similar cigarettes and he's like, ah, oh, I
0: love that sh- the chef with the tattoos and mm-hmm. the smoking and the, mm-hmm. like the yeah but in real life I he's, get that. he's
2: super in love with his wife and I think he's got a kid
0: no, that's too bad such a fucking bummer yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway what I was going to say is um, check out the date night questions book on our website at managermartinis.com slash DNQ and M&M podcast 15 for 15% off only to podcast listeners and it's on Amazon so you can buy it there too we they just sold out Which is kind of cool. I just sent more. So they will be available on Amazon any day now, too. So that's kind of cool. And we have one five-star rating on there.
2: Well, that's because people don't rate <laughs> without asking. Well, you know, a that's lot what of... Was, that's why i have gotten this up. so many emails from companies saying, hey, we do verified Amazon reviews. Have you seen those? Yes. So, so many of the reviews you see, first of all, podcast reviews, which we don't do. People buy podcast reviews. So please, please, please go rate and review for us because we do not do that. But on Amazon also, apparently you can buy
0: yeah
2: some you can buy ratings or reviews and we make more money if you buy off our website so we prefer it
0: but the the, the coupon is only on our website, only not on on our website. but so. and
2: and it's just we it's just better but if you do buy on amazon please re, re, uh, leave us a, a nice review because again we're not buying them we want it to be authentic um we
0: are organic not we, not the way we eat no but Everything that we've done is all organic and no buying anything.
2: <laughs> that is correct. And it shows. <laughs> Hence the one review on Amazon. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay.
0: So. And
2: rate in review. Oh, I said rate and review on the podcast. Sorry. Okay.
0: Sure. Please. All right. So we we just had like a quick, really quick little getaway. Mm-hmm. First time in, again, years, whatever it's been. Our last trip was Brooklyn, very exciting. It's possible, <laughs> right?
2: But the the two of us, yeah. Yeah,
0: and uh, so we just went into the city, into Manhattan for the night, and uh, there's not much to say. It was too like nothing to even discuss. Like, well, it was so nice. It was wonderful, but it was so quick. It was so quick. Yeah, we, yeah. We got in. We. Chilled at the lounge. We went to dinner. We came home. We chilled in the room the next day. You walked around for three hours and then we came home. I,
2: I did. Mean, I walked around for three hours. Obviously, we hate global warming, but holy shit, was it nice that it was 65 degrees and I'm like walking around the city in February. And <laughs> funny story, um, I fell. When I was walking in New York City, like I stepped in a pothole and I fell and you feel like you're going down so slowly and you're like thinking about it as you're going down and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. This is so embarrassing. And it was on like West Broadway. So there's tons of shoppers, but that wasn't even the bad part. The bad part was that after I fell, some young man came up to me and goes, excuse me, ma'am. Can I help you? Oh, really? I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like the old woman who fell.
0: I didn't know that. I That's know. He said, excuse crazy. me, ma'am.
2: And I was like, oh, How shit. The fall was nothing. I scraped my knee and I ripped oh. my jeans. I, You know, I tried not to look him square in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. 30, maybe? I don't know. Oh, no. But, ma'am. Yeah. Just, are you okay, ma'am? And I know he was trying to be nice, but I was like, can you just like we quit it with the ma'am no, <laughs> no thank you I, I realize you're being polite but as if falling wasn't bad enough now i'm a ma'am
0: oh you okay
2: yeah i'm okay my yeah. i mean my my self-esteem isn't great <laughs> i mean i lived in new york for years i don't think i ever fell once now i'm like falling all over the place well, what you, is that you fell in freehold i fell in fr- yeah, uh, my, it's my equilibrium or something it's yeah. the sciatica or the heels it was just yeah but they were just wedges
0: Okay, I don't know what that is. Okay, okay. that's fine too. (laughs) All right. Um. Okay. So yeah, we're back. We're here. We're recording. I want to go back to the city. I don't. (laughs) What do you even say? I don't know. I. It was just so. It was just too. Like it was like it didn't happen. Like it did. Obviously, we had a great time. But it was so fast. I'm. I'm sad.
2: Yeah, it's amazing how relaxed you can be when you're not in your house, Mm -hmm. and like not in your town. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, of course.
2: Like there's, there was no, we just kind of like did whatever we wanted for 24 hours.
0: <laughs> Especially after our night, after dinner, after coming back to the hotel, I went out. We were in the East Village. I went out. The only thing available was snacks everywhere, which is perfect because that's what we were looking for. Right. But it was kind of cool. Like I found all these little tiny snack places that they are all these imported international like Japanese Skittles and, you know, Korean Kit Kats and like mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so much fun. Yeah. Like I brought those back up to the room. We watched some TV and At, I had those By snacks. 10 o'clock. <laughs> by 10 o'clock, yep. we were in bed. Yeah. That's was great.
2: So sliding doors moments. We recently, I have been telling this story about one of my sliding doors moments so much. And you'll find out why. But. It relates to the fact that Mia is a senior, a lot of her friends are seniors, you know, and they're all sort of anticipating, you know, most of them are applying to college. A few of them aren't, but they like have their sights set on other things that they want to do. And, um, you know, it's been a good lesson for me in, um, you know, when people say like, you know, people would say to her, she would say, I'm applying early. And they would say, oh, I'm sure you'll get in. And I would be like, don't, don't, please don't don't mm. say that. Or like, college is going to be the best four years of your life. You know, all these things that sort of like, you you mean well, but it, it, a little bit, I'm sort of like, can we not? Can we not? Just like, she might not get in. Or it might not be the best four years. Or And then she feels like a failure if, you know, it doesn't work out like that. And college is hard or whatever it is following high school. Look, every stage is hard. But, you know, anything following high school. But you'll find out how that relates. But I keep telling this this story um, ad nauseum to, like, every single friend she has over or, you know, I've always told it to my nieces and nephews. Or So I sort of was thinking about that the other day. And then I listened to a podcast episode and they were they mentioned a sliding doors moment. And I was like, oh, yeah, we should do a whole episode on that. So that's my okay inspiration.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite getting the relation between the story and the slide. Okay, good. So yeah. I'll learn just as everybody else does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but
2: so- you never saw the Sliding Doors movie, is no. that correct? No, I never did. Oh, we
0: gotta watch it. I watched the um, the trailer, mm-hmm. and I, I I still didn't quite get it. Yeah, the trailers the trailer is terrible. Well, the weird thing is, I went on. I just you know used Siri to say, "Hey, you know, play the." Slot, the the Sliding Doors trailer And it was like a moment of the movie Not like a trailer You mm-hmm, know what I mean mm-hmm. So I went to YouTube And f- number one it looked like it was from
2: 1974
0: Yeah uh, it, was, it was 1990 Like late 90s Yeah And I kind of understood, but, like, just enough to get the gist of what this is. Well, I'll tell
2: you, also, it was 1998, Gwyneth Paltrow stars in it. It's the same year that Shakespeare in Love came out, which was, she won an Oscar for that. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because Sliding Doors wasn't really a big movie, but yet everybody refers to it, you know, when you think about, like, a Sliding Doors moment. or Like, that's the... So,
0: like, what's a quick... Like what is what, so, what's okay. that movie?
2: Sliding Doors, the film that resulted um, so that the, the guy who wrote it, he almost got hit by a car and that experience was what he based the movie on. Like mm-hmm. in that moment when he almost got hit by a car, um, he was like, oh, my God, like, holy shit. My life could have just ended or I could have been paralyzed or whatever in that one moment. And I didn't. I'm okay. And so, you know, from being freaked out, which I think we all have moments of that, right? Where it's like we almost get in an accident or, you know, something happens and you're sort of like, holy fuck, that could have gone so disastrously wrong. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, that would make a great movie. So, um, so. Basically, he introduces us to Helen, who is Gwyneth Paltrow's character, a public relations executive, I don't know why this is important, but with bangs, brown hair, and a bad boyfriend. Poor Helen- Did that,
0: did that mean something in the 90s, well, that having bangs mean you were- uh...
2: Well, I think there's two versions of her in the movie, depending on, you know, because yeah. it shows both ways- you know, Right, both. if she
0: got in the bus or not. Yeah,
2: so I think in one, she has- Brown hair and bangs, you know, and then, like, in the other, she looks completely different. Okay. You can see in the um, picture of the movie it shows. But Helen suddenly gets fired on a Monday morning and has to leave her office immediately. She leaves for the train, which is pulling into the station just as she's running down the stairs. And we see in a single moment Helen's life split into two versions. In the first, she catches the train and sits beside James... And in the second, she misses it and finds that there are no more trains running on that line. The film follows both versions of Helen's story. So it's literally the whole film is going back and forth and back and forth. And I don't want to give away the ending, but you see where she ends up in both versions. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's it's great. You, I mean, look, it's a 1998, you know, it's one of those things where if you didn't, see it when it was out it's gonna seem kind of like archaic now a little bit so is it too
0: late for me because i wanted to watch it
2: no no watch it and i think you could watch it with ian i think he would like it oh really it's it's just it's different you know it's a different kind of film even Mm. though now you know there's like uh the midnight library the the book that I, i i read it i read it a while ago so i don't quite remember it but it's i'm probably getting this wrong because i i'm i'm so bad at retaining what i read but um It's a a girl who contemplates suicide and um, or she 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 tries to commit suicide. And while she's sort of in between two worlds of like life and death, it goes through all these other versions of her life that could have been. So, you know, she's single. She broke up with her boyfriend. Um, You know, at one point she um, wanted to be a singer, I think, in one version, she's you know, it's it flashes before her eyes all these different versions of her life you know that she could have taken it's cool it's mm-hmm. a very cool book i didn't love it as much as everybody else but it's a very cool book
0: i'm sure there's lots of movies about this right, topic right? right but they all end up with like all the, the decisions that you made were the right one and you ended up where you were supposed to be and like
2: right. well it's like the first episode of the pilot of friends where rachel walks into um uh central perk mm-hmm. in her wedding dress you know rachel green she's mm-hmm. just left the altar of her, um, you know, perfect Jewish orthodontist fiance. And that's where Friends begins by like this one decision that she made, Mm -hmm. you know. So, um, yeah. So I just think it's a fun topic. But but it's also a deep, heavy topic in some ways.
0: I mean, this can go into so many different I'll use the word dimensions. <laughs> 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 right, exactly. Uh-huh. But uh, this can go, you know, this mm-hmm. is like philosophied, this is scientified, this is, <laughs> you know, all the fied. It's fied. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right, so do you want to start with like some of our sliding door moments? Sure. That All right, so are you going to make me go first like always. I right? am going to yeah. make you go. First. Okay. Uh, just the one that stuck out in my mind for me was deciding to go out with you. Right. Because our for our second first date, I had I was set up for two dates. It was you and another woman or girl that time, you know, like twenty year old, whatever. Um, and I was like, I gotta go meet Danielle. Like that's where I'm feeling I need to go. You know? So I had the choice. I had to make a decision. Where am I going? Who am I calling? Who am I canceling? Right. And I was like, I need something's I feel it. Something's going on. I need to go meet Danielle. Right? That's is that a sliding door moment? Yeah. I I mean it's a decision that you
2: made that so you had a date that night. Yeah. Who what was she like? Who was this girl? I don't know. It
0: was AOL chat. (laughs) AOL Well,
2: it was it wasn't from like J Date or anything. It was like an Oh wait. No, 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 it was.
0: It was J Date. Yes. It was J Date, which is another Jewish dating. Another sliding door moment in itself, Mm -hmm. which led to this point. Mm -hmm. Right. So so that was the, the irony in that was it was only a week previous to you and I meeting that I went on to J-Date and you found me, right? I wasn't even on there before that. So that was kind of a weird thing too. I just happened to be at my friend's apartment who happened to have just signed up for J-Date and who happened to have told me about it. And I happened to have created an account and you found me a week like all these little I found steps. you the first
2: night I went on it.
0: Right. And I was only there for a week before that. Right. And so like that was in itself its own little Mm -hmm. sliding door moment where if I didn't create the account, we never would have met Mm -hmm.
2: again. Yeah. And that that it's so funny. I was dating this asshole when I was in New York. I mean, he was an asshole. I don't even know why. Like I say to myself, like, why did I date him? But yet he was the one who told me about J-Date. And then I literally came home that night and said to Sarah, to my roommate, we got to check out this J-Date. We Mm got to see who's on there. You know, I would like put in and I put in my home zip code rather than like my, you know, my childhood zip code rather than my college New York zip code for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And you popped up. But again, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't Adam, you know lives in it was you know mac daddy 69 or whatever
0: handsome man 1997 handsome man 1977 (laughs) you know it was all like
2: nicknames but i recognized you immediately and i was like holy shit i
0: i know that guy i was like
2: holy shit i i hooked up with that guy
0: we did say this before did we have nickname i don't remember what my real nickname was i don't either i i have no idea what i don't either but yeah but so anyway i had through j-date I had met another girl, and I had you had contacted me after I had met her, and I had already made plans with this girl to meet with her on the same night you wanted to meet up. Mm-hmm. And I said something's telling me I got to go meet Danielle.
2: And this was when um, online dating was still very taboo. Like, you didn't yeah. tell anybody. Well, there wasn't
0: much, right? There wasn't so many options. No,
2: but you didn't tell it. Like, it was like a hush-hush kind of thing. Like, you were embarrassed to tell. Now, yeah. it's, you know. Well,
0: there was no apps. There was no smartphone. There was no, like, I had a beeper <laughs> at that time. Right. I had my Motorola candy bar phone and a beeper. Right, right. You know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> there was uh-huh. no dating apps. Yeah. It was a website.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody with their person who they meet, you know, they're, they're, if they're, they're meet a partner or whatever for better or for worse you know there's an obvious there's a moment when you know either you you would have gone on a date with this person or you didn't want to go on the blind date or you know like I feel like almost everybody probably has a story like that you know you weren't going to go to the bar that night and then you Mm -hmm. wouldn't have you know I wasn't going to move to such and such and I so I think that's like very you know I mean a Probably like one of the biggest sliding doors moment stories is probably right. and I, having I wanna, to do with how you met a, a partner, either your ex or your person you're with now. You know, I
0: want to touch upon that a little bit after, because that's something else that we have to talk about, too. Okay. So we'll get there. So why don't you give us one of yours?
2: Okay. Um so my my well i should probably do the second one first because it's chronological are yours chronological
0: uh they are not
2: okay well i'm gonna go chronological (laughs) so when i was in sixth grade um i i was i guess i was like on the cusp of the popular group whatever that means you know the stupid like middle school stuff Um, and, uh, I had these friends who, there was just like a lot of drama, you know, that the girls were always getting mad at each other or mad at me, or one week I walked into school and they just all decided they weren't talking to me. And I was sort of like, I was done with it. I had had it. I was so sad, you know, it was awful. And in my class, this was before we switched classes, in my sixth grade class, there was a girl who, um, was very, very quiet, uh. Very, like, almost, you know, mysterious. She missed school a lot. Um, You know, she had her own style. She wore, like, Doc Martens, and she had uh, all these rock band pins on her backpack, you know, while we were still wearing, like, you know, Children's Place, you know, Mm -hmm. like, outfits, She, um, you know, she had this really, like, long hair that sort of, she sort of, like, hit her face with, and just all these things, but I was always so, like, enamored with her. Every time I would see her, you know, she she didn't have a lot of friends. She definitely wasn't friends with my friends. Um, I never knew her before, but I really, really was taken with her. Like, I wanted to be her friend. And um, I one day, finally, when one of my friends got mad at me, um, I was finally like, you know what? I'm just going to go up to her. And I went up to her in class. And I remember saying to her, like, we didn't even really talk over before. I was like, do you want to come over this weekend? And she was, like, shocked. She couldn't, you know, I think I'd never really, we'd never really spoken before. And she didn't really speak much. And And she said yes. And, you know, with, in addition to one other friendship I've had for a long time, um, that really has been the most life-changing friendship of my you know of my lifetime it's it it has been we're still very close with her Rebecca um and you know so this was Becca this was Becca okay
0: Uh, that's where I thought you were going with it yeah and if you never did that we would never have met so many things you know (laughs) I had
2: so many experiences that I didn't know I was gonna have going up to her but you know we went to she took her Her uh, aunt and uncle were producers in Hollywood, and we went every summer and stayed with them. And, you know, we just, we just, it it was like fate to some degree. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, because why did I want to go up to her so badly? You know, it was just very strange. And again, to this day, we are very close. And yes, she ultimately, four or five years later, introduces me to you, Um, You know, so had I not gone up to her in that moment and just sort of been like, oh, you know, people or my friends are probably going to be pissed if I talk to somebody outside the quote unquote group or whatever, not my life would be completely different.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You're just trying to show what a good person you are. That's why I gave that story.
2: Well, I use that story all the time, you know, with our kids. Mm -hmm. All the time because, you know, our middle son, who is 14 and, you know, struggles a little bit socially and everything, he oftentimes will be like, you know, I'll say, go up to somebody, talk to them. You know, like I'm always and he's like, no, you know, we don't they don't look like somebody who I'd be close with or but I'm like, that pisses me like I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you never, that's ridiculous. Thank-. And I always say, because they know and love Rebecca. And I'm like, imagine if I had been like, oh, she dresses differently. You know, she's, she's you know, alternative or whatever. Imagine if I, if I had like not gone up to her that day because of any kind of preconceived notions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I'm constantly telling that to, especially yeah. to our middle son.
0: All right. We'll take a break. All right. I want to get into like one of, I think, my biggest sliding door moments of my life, which I think I'm I'm still like struggling with the sliding door thing. I think I get it. I didn't see the movie, but I understand it. And it was when I was in high school and I was, you know, ADD, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, diagnosed. Diagnosed. Thank you. Um, so I was put on Ritalin and I was hanging out with friends one day and all my band guys and all my friends, you know, we're just hanging out. And one guy just shouts out, Hey, let's snort it.
2: (laughs) Can we put a disclaimer?
0: Don't snort. Do not (laughs) do that. Do not do that because that was a moment in my life that changed the rest of my life Mm. because we did and I didn't stop. And it, it was for like two years. So, you know, that's what led me to getting my bad grades in school. Like, I always got bad grades in school. I was not. Isn't
2: as- that so interesting that the the drug that's supposed to right. make you do better in school and focus more is all was ultimately like yeah, your- it was fucking
0: cocaine. Like it was. Is that really no? It's, it's it's speed. It's you know it's it's the same. As a matter of fact, I've only done coke once in my life. I like Ritalin better when I was doing it than when I tried the coke. I was like, fuck this. This is nothing. Let's go back to my Ritalin. You know, like and that's So you
2: didn't know about that you snorting it was something you could do until that person said it. I had it. no
0: idea. No idea. I was 17. Like I didn't know, mm. you know, yeah, 17. Yeah. So I mean, that's what led to so much of my, you know, going away to college and failing out in six months because I didn't make it to one class because I was partying in Boston the whole time. Like all these things that led to me not you know laying out a path for me for the rest of my life and fucking everything up and coming back home cleaning myself up and going to work and that's what i did which like thank goodness you were able to do that but yeah thank god i was able to do that right but but you know what what could have been the possibilities what could i have done what mm. what are the things that i was interested in doing luckily you know I we've said so many times I'm not a religious person but thank god mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I was able to number 1 clean myself up and come off it and number 2 have a family business to fall back on because I had nothing else right if I didn't have that uh, who knows mm-hmm. you know I wouldn't you know I'd have to start from scratch and start over and find a thing right but you know if that hadn't happened if I was able to pursue my passions and go into you know, music or finance or some kind of science degree or some kind of, like, things that interested me. Like, what path would that have taken me on? Where right. would I be now? What have I what could I have accomplished? What could I have done? Mm. You know? Right. It was that one God, stupid yes. fucking 17-year-old decision that changed the course of my life. Do you remember who said it? Yes, I do. You'll tell me later. <laughs> you don't even know who he is. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, my. I'm sure that there are so many people. And that, you know, it's so interesting because we We think to ourselves like, okay, you know, you want your kids in some ways to experiment and, you know, like obviously it depends with what, but you have to really kind of also point out to them like there are certain things that you don't even try once, like you shouldn't even do once because you you can't keep yourself, you know, there's a very good chance Mm -hmm. you won't be able to only do it once. Right. You know, I mean, there are like, you know, there are certain things that you just stay far away from.
0: Yeah. I think we have a better understanding of what those things are today versus 20 years ago. Yeah. You know,
2: I hadn't until you told me you did it when we were first dating. Um, I had never heard of that.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, that was huge. The, I mean,
2: I, I knew lots of people who did drugs, but I didn't know of anybody. Who I mean,
0: in the that. 90s, that was a big deal when wow. Ritalin became a thing. And, you know. I could sell pills. I could, you know, I, yeah. I knew people who wanted to buy them. Like I was doing all that shit. And I was like, fuck that. I'm selling them. Now I don't have them for myself. I don't have a guy. I just have my pharmacy cuz I'm prescribed. So we should check the I'm statute limited. of
2: limitations on that before we publish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: don't do that. Right. Is that right. enough? Of course. I mean, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it f- fucked me up yeah. for, you know, a good 2 years of my Do you
2: think you have like physical long-lasting effects from it?
0: I don't. Um, there was a there was a point where because like, you
2: have like sinus shit and everything.
0: Not really. I don't think it's that bad. When do you I? wake
2: up in the morning and everything, you maybe it's gotten better.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think I have. Oh, okay. Like I know I know some people. You know, if some people do too much coke or too much snorting, whatever they're snorting, like you can get a a hole in your bridge of your nose. Like those things. Like no, nothing like that mm-hmm. is you know. But I mean, it was fucking crazy. Like mm-hmm. I. I went on benders for for days. Like, I didn't sleep for four days straight. I that's was like hallucinating. Torture. I mean, I it's not torture when you're going through it because you don't, you're not in reality. But like, that's
2: literally how they torture people is keeping them awake. Yeah,
0: but you're not on something to compensate say, for the difference. You know what it. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally not sleeping for four days straight, not eating because you don't eat either. Right. And you become a... Like a like like a vampire, like Mm. your your skin tone just becomes white and green, you know, like you haven't eaten in four days, you haven't slept in four days. Like it's it was pretty bad.
2: I think to myself a lot how different you looked in high school, not just, you know, because you were younger or whatever, but your face was so, like, gaunt, you know, it was, like, just very... That was during those times. Yeah, 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 yeah. and you had these enormous black circles mm-hmm. under your eyes, and, you know, it just, like, when I look back at pictures and I look at you now, you know, it's, like, you can usually look at somebody's high school picture and their regular picture, and, look. obviously, a lot of times, you know, they've gained weight or their hairstyle is different, or there's a there's this crazy difference in you. Like you're, you're,
0: you know, like a healthy. Well, the thing was also, like I look at pictures <clears throat> back when I was, let's say, 19 versus 21. Mm-hmm. And the transformation or the transition, whatever, is so ridiculous. Like I look at myself at 21 and I'm like, not bad. You know, <laughs> like good looking dude, you know. Uh-huh. And I compare it to my 19-year-old self. and I'm like, that guy looks like he is a fucking zombie. Strung out. Totally strung Yeah,
2: out. yeah, yeah. That's the word I would use. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Huh. I mean, I had a few bloody noses here and there, but yeah. <laughs> beyond that. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, even though I never did drugs, I did so much stupid shit in high school. I mean, driving with people who were intoxicated, like all the things that you, God, you hope your kids never fucking do. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, different times, you know, whatever. But... I think all the time back to like, holy shit, what would have happened? You know, if we got pulled over or in an accident, or you know, your entire future can kind of go out the window. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, doing those things today, your life is over. You know, like back then, no,
2: your life is still. You're still gonna get you. We were. You still would have gotten in huge trouble. I'm God forbid you got in an accident. You hurt somebody or you correct oh my god yeah. but you know that's one of those things that i'm like you know i think to myself sometimes how much is luck and chance and you know sometimes you think to yourself like is somebody watching over me but then like i only want them watching over me during certain times because i don't want them watching over me during other times uh-huh. and you know it's all like of course there's part of me that is like oh maybe it's my grandpa and then there's part of me that's like, of course it it must have just been chance or luck or, you know, all of these questions of like, again, you, you did something, but I did shit all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, different kinds of shit. And I, I, I oh, my God.
0: Right. But I, I did. So- yeah, I guess you did too. Oh, matter? I did horrible. I mean, yeah.
2: like the, when I think back, I'm like, I, thank God my parents didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, so. All um right. Let's yeah. move
0: on a little faster with those. That we're still on our first question. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> well, my second one
2: I can do quickly. Okay. Um, so I, I I've spoken about it a little bit in an episode a long time ago. When I was in college during the summer, um, there was one summer where I worked in this program for inner city kids. Um, and it was um, you know, I worked alongside a lot of other teenagers who were from the inner city. And I was sort of the only one who wasn't. Um, the, the director of the program was awful. I mean, she was just horrible. She, she just would like come in, um, you know, she would stop in like all fancied up and we'd all be like sweating in this school. And, um, you know, she'd make all these promises and break them and everything. My mom worked at the program too because she volunteered uh, all the time with this organization. So there was one day where the woman, the head woman, she had told us that every Friday she was going to get us pizza for lunch. And, you know, I was fed up with her to begin with. And um, I think it was the second or third Friday of the program, she came in and, you know, it was lunchtime and we were like, okay. We walked into the room and, you know, we said, you know, we're here for pizza. She's like, I didn't get pizza. And here we all are like hungry and hot and you know not not it's, there's no DoorDash or anything you know you can't just like in mm. 10 minutes have food and I was pissed <laughs> I mean I was pissed you know I think a little bit maybe I was like You know, I look back and I was like, okay, I was sticking up for, in in my mind, I was sticking up for people who, you know, maybe couldn't stick up for themselves, but also a little bit, I'm sure I did it in a very immature, you know, I probably wasn't very mature about it. I probably didn't say the right things or whatever, but still the whole thing was a shit show. How, how she hands, you know, just, it was just a bad experience and she fired me on the spot, like in front of everybody. It was super humiliating and unfair in my mind my mom did not leave she stayed which was a different kind of trauma for me like sort of i think i sort of felt like on the one hand i understood she worked with this program a long time on the other hand i was like well nobody's protecting me mm-hmm. um and i think i became terrified of having a boss and i was going into my sophomore year of college and i think my whole like landscape of What I what I wanted to do or what I thought I was cut out to do, I knew I wanted to do something that I wouldn't be in a situation again where just like on the spot I could get fired like I it traumatized me. And so I often think to myself had I not spoken up that day or, you know, had that not happened or whatever, would I have been a little bit braver and a little more confident or a lot more confident in my decisions about work? I still to this day, I think am tra- I'm like a little traumatized
0: by it. Really? Today? <sighs> yeah, a and little. You're, are you just saying that so you don't have to go work somewhere or something? I'm fucking working. No, I said go work somewhere. Oh. For somebody.
2: <clears throat> no, I think, um... No, I think I, I I it's maybe a a, a discipline thing. Like I'm I'm petrified of getting in trouble, or you know, like it just it really traumatized me. It yeah. was really bad. And again, look, I was young. I don't know that I handled it the best way I could. I also think it really. I mean, she was awful to everybody.
0: Maybe, but maybe we can fix this for you. We can like role play, mm-hmm. and I'll be like the boss who's <laughs> meaning to you and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know and i'll the let fact you. that you
2: think you could role play in the bedroom <laughs> is the first issue here okay let's get past that first <laughs>
0: <laughs> i want to be the demeaning boss to you and right exactly you know, i'll let you win yeah, you know okay. and you you say your piece uh-huh. and you show me put let's me in go my place. <laughs> go ahead i'll call your bluff <laughs> i think that sounds fun mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have one more go ahead i don't have another one so oh. yeah
2: um, well, I, yes, my last one I referred to in the beginning, which, and I think about it again all the time because right now Mia is a senior and, you know, her, her whole world is what am I doing after high school? Like all her friends and, um, and for me, you know, when I was younger, again, I was sort of the kid of the family who was like, quote unquote, the problem child. Right. And my brother was this brilliant, you know, wonderful guy still is. My sister was this, you know, level headed, wonderful girl still is and I was sort of like the third you know leftover sperm again I was like the third child Uh so um and I went to the same school as them and you know just my whole life was in their shadow you know that I was sort of not the same kid that they were um and I applied early to college um and Really thought I was going to get in, right? I was very confident that I was going to get into this college. I was, you know, very, very excited. Um, and, you know, back then, it, now it's email that you find out or through a portal. Back then, it was a, an envelope mm-hmm. that comes. You know, and if it's a thick envelope, it's good, like a thick, big envelope. If it's a thin envelope, it, you know you're kind of fucked. So I was at work. I call my mom. I'm like, is it a thick envelope or a thin envelope? And I remember her being quiet. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I took it really, really hard. But again, for like a week, I didn't talk to anybody. I was humiliated. I stayed in bed, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, I looked at other schools because I had to. You know, I got deferred. I didn't get rejected. But I was like, well, I guess I got to look at other schools. And I I looked at NYU. And I went there. um, I got in. And I went there. And I, I did an interview after I went there, which I don't remember why after I got in. I mean, I don't remember why, but I remember the woman at one point saying to me, oh, and I got in to that school, the, the school that I applied early, regular decision. So I'm now making a choice between like a few schools, you know, which is going to term one's in Boston, one's in New York, one, you know, like all, di- all over the place. And I remember she said to me during the interview when I still was thinking I wanted to go to the school that I had, you know, gotten rejected from early and into regular
0: at NYU,
2: at NYU. I'm in an interview, you know, just going like seeing my options, but still thinking I'm going to go to Boston. And um, she said to me during the interview, we want you here. And those four words, I was like, done. like nobody had ever said that to me you know we Mm -hmm. want you here like I had spent my whole academic life like being in the shadows and you know and you know the other school had like had deferred me and so I you know I didn't feel wanted by them anymore and it was just like when she said that I can still remember remember the tingles that I got I was like oh fuck I'm coming here Mm -hmm. and look Maybe that's her tactic. Maybe she says that to everybody. I don't know. But it just speaks to the power of making somebody feel wanted, Mm -hmm. making someone feel valued. And in my entire educational career, I had never felt that. And, you know, so for the first time, I wasn't just getting into a school because my family was going there and I was legacy or, you know, I was they wanted me. And thank God I did. Again, same kind of thing. You know, I moved to New York. I moved ten blocks from my sister, who we were not close before we went to New York. She became my person. Um, wouldn't have met you. Wouldn't you know? Or re met you. Wouldn't like, like oh, my best friend in the world. Wouldn't have met her. Like all these things. Um, You know, look, maybe had I gone to Boston instead, I'd be living on an island with a multi-million. Like, who the fuck knows? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry
0: I can't be that for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I still wouldn't be super close with my sister. I still, you know what I mean? Like, all of these things. And
0: happily married. And, oh, fuck, yeah.
2: (laughs) Fuck, yes. Happily married. But, you know, I I just, to me, it's the power of, we want you here. Like, Mm -hmm. that is powerful, right? Yeah, I
0: know. That's what you said to me the first night we met in New York and you Uh asked me to come back to your place and Uh you said, we want you here. No, I didn't.
2: (laughs) No, actually, the other night when we were in the city, a little, uh, you know, TMI, but when we got into bed and we started like kissing and stuff, you said to me, I have been waiting for this. <laughs> and you did. did. Why are you laughing? No, I know. I did. <laughs> I know. And I like, I was like, oh, you know, I like loved that because it just, well, I well, don't know, it gave a different kind of like, oh, he's been waiting for this. Like he, I mean, maybe you were waiting for it like since I came out of the bathroom or something. No, I don't we know. were
0: watching these, the movie on the couch and we're like, and I'm like, can we just go to, like to myself? Can we just do this already? Oh, like, I, I didn't just know. Want you to, like, I didn't I know. like i don't want to watch your movie anymore
2: well i knew you hated everything we were putting <laughs> on but 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 again it's that like and, and i think that sometimes you know when i'm talking to people or whatever like that that feeling of i want to see you i need to see you i mi-, you know all of those things that you don't think to say but are so impactful like that that feeling of being needed, of being wanted. And those four words changed my the entire course of my future. You know, mm-hmm. had she not said that to me, I probably would have gone to Boston. Mm-hmm. You know? No. yeah. Every person who ever got into NYU was like, oh, yeah, she said that to me too. <laughs> right,
0: right. You're not the only one. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so that was question number one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through what we think we should... Do we need to take another break? Yeah, we're going to take one now, but just what do you think? I mean, that was question one.
1: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
0: All right, we'll be right back. Okay. Let's go to question three. And I think we'll leave it at that for this episode. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, we, we are time constraint today. (laughs) Is that right? Is that proper? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know the words. Okay. Um, all right. So you asked me, do you believe in destiny or do you think we are complete or that we are completely the navigators of our own life or is there something else interfering? And if so, what, um, you answered this, right?
2: I mean I have an answer okay. like I can I know in the top of my head what I think.
0: Okay, so it's whether like do we believe in destiny or fate. is there yeah is it fate and is there something else control like do we have free will? That whole discussion, right? Um and t- like honestly, I just think we're all living in a simulation and we're all just programmed to think that we have free choice and that's it. What? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah
2: see you don't know the word on the science (laughs) stuff literally when you were saying that it was like you know that movie inside out where there's like the emotion people in the kid's head and whatever literally like my emotion people were like all right you're done (laughs) peace out (laughs) like when i hear those kind of words like quantum and what did you say? I don't have
1: that yet,
0: but we're, okay, that, but that we're what, living in a simulation. Yeah, simulate.
2: <laughs> like, Literally, my mind is like, all right, we're out of here. Okay, I don't
0: really believe like, that. Just smile and nod. <laughs> it's fun to think about, but no, I don't really believe that. We, Who knows? I mean, could it be a simulation? I don't, do you know what that means? No, you don't, right?
2: A simulation? Yeah. So like, is it like AI? Like the, I don't even know what
0: that like means. the Sims are a simulation, right? It's a computer program of a world of oh, people. It's like Ready Player One. That right, we don't exist. We're just a computer program, right? Just like the Sims are. Like when Mia plays the Sims. Why can you feel? It's all programmed. Like it's all like to the next level of programming to whoever created it. And us, this is right? what I chose? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I, there's all, that, that's a whole nother, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. I don't really, mm-hmm. I, I don't subscribe to that mm-hmm. belief. But who knows? Mm-hmm. You, you never know right but i i'd like to think that we're in control of our destiny and you know our actions and our you know when our communications all the things that we do that we control those things i would like to think that's the case mm-hmm. um you know sometimes we look at certain situations and we call it like destiny or it was meant to be or whatever like for example like when i decided I want to meet Danielle, not this other girl. Right. And because I met you, we got married, we had kids, we have this life, we have this whole, uh, so it was meant to be right. But if I didn't, and I met this other girl and it worked out, I would have said the same thing. Mm -hmm. But what about the fact that all roads
2: sort of led me back to you? Right. Like in high school and then, you know, in college and then in college again, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, it does sort of. There's part of me that, even though I don't believe in destiny, there was definitely. I mean, there's no other person who I just kept kind of getting. Right. I mean, you can definitely. That night, I looked at JD and you were on there, and I somehow, like, even though I hated you to some sense, something still drew me to reach out to you. And. You know, and there was part of me that was like, he he's, he might, if I didn't think down deep that you were a good guy,
0: I don't think I would have reached out. Right. But isn't there an explanation for all those circumstances, right? Like when we met for the- Yes, alcohol. First time, <laughs> second time, not met in New York. Like I just happened to be at a friend's place in the city and he was like, hey, Danielle's here you know I was like all right let's call her we didn't yeah, meet up you, that No, night. you
2: were like all right yeah I want to hook up tonight right
0: like I want somebody easy like it, it just happened to be uh-huh. you know like uh-huh. it was it destiny was it like oh I should remember no you name. didn't even come right but it was it something put in place for me to remember you for uh, for two years later you know what I mean uh-huh. like I met you two years previous to that and then your name came up again and then we met again. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all very strange. Yeah, I
2: don't really believe in destiny either. But I do think that there is, you know, there is some kind of a, I don't know what it is, but like a, a pull towards certain things, you know? I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, the first school that I applied to, I should have gotten in. I should not have gotten into NYU. I was I I did not I'm not a good enough student I don't you know like I my SATs were shit like all this stuff the first school I applied to it was like a ringer everybody was like oh that's where you applied you're gonna get in there there's no yeah. problem you know and I didn't and then I end up like when I, I remember when we when I got into NYU my dad was like was there a mix up like <laughs> I, I shouldn't have gotten in so I don't know sometimes when it comes to this there are certain times when I'm like all right well that's a whole lot of fucking coincidences. Like how many right. coincidences equal a not coincidence?
0: <laughs> That's a major math problem right there. <laughs> but so, right. So if we erase the idea of free will and everything is like predetermined and pre-controlled, there's just so much that doesn't make sense. Like right. why, why do certain people walk out their front door and get hit by a bus? Like what did that, right. What's the point of their existence from birth till that point? And what did that solve moving forward? Because they get hit by a bus that's like the
2: butterfly effect, right? Yeah,
0: we'll get into okay. that. We're gonna split this up. Yeah, we have we to. You. We have to split this episode, we and we're gonna get into that. in the next one, mm-hmm. sorry, so I'm not saying we're gonna get into it later, mm-hmm. next time. Okay, but, maybe Gwyneth Paltrow will come on. But, but things happen, and if it if it was predetermined, like why? What's the point? Like why did that person get hit by a bus? What did that? What problem did that solve? Like why? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like why? why did whoever mean for us to meet on J-Date and this person to get hit by a bus? Like, You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> really? Like, what's, like, why is, who's pulling the chains? You know, who's pulling the, the, the thread, the strings? Yeah, the, the, puppeteer. Yeah, the puppeteer. Right, yeah. so why why is their puppet hitting by a bus and we're meeting at J-Date and merchants on 13th Street? You right. know, like, right. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it doesn't right. make sense. Such good philosophical questions. Yeah. it doesn't I know. make sense to me. We should really, we should
2: be a philosophy podcast. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: <laughs> all right, so we'll do a part two for sure. Yeah,
0: I'm bummed we didn't get into the science Well, we will. We? Now yeah, you okay. have
2: more of an opportunity. Yeah. And I'm just going to like sit here the next time <laughs> and, you know, play like solitaire in my head. I can't even do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck. No way.
2: It. Um. All right, please rate and review if you haven't. Uh, if you haven't bought the Date Night Questions book and... Oh, fuck. All yeah. right. Thank you. That's why I did it in
0: the front, so we you, don't have to do it in the end. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Should be so we don't have to do it in the back. Right, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was speaking too quickly. All okay. right, everyone, on that note. <laughs> All right. Thanks,
0: guys. Okay. Love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.